weeks. Come on in. We'll talk. We got a nice, lovely seat. We got Do a nice, again. lovely seat right here, and we can... Do that again. Oh, was it muted? Yeah, you were muted. All right. Well, welcome back to the Turnbuckle, presented by Bruce Nation Productions, and this week presented by Snapmare Productions. Got a comment to get to before we introduce uh, Mr. Sexy himself, McCarthy. James Baker Hickey says, I need to join you guys in person soon. James, yes, you do. Send him, send us a message. Let's work that out. Let's get you on in a couple weeks. I got a lovely warm seat right here. Right over here. Since McCarthy doesn't want to take it. Wow, it's not that I don't want to take it. It's far. I work all day. This works just fine. Uh, do you hear a disembodied voice? I hear a disembodied voice. It's oh my so God. strange. So yes, James, please come on. Let's uh, let's get that figured out. We'll get our boogie shoes on, brother, and we'll we'll get it moving. We'll get it flat and moving, brother. All right, let's let's keep talking about the big news of the week, the day, the year. Tony Khan has bought Ring of Honor. Mister McCarthy, uh, the rumors are he's going to use it as developmental. We've already given our thoughts on it, but we want yours because you put the AEW in awesome and the AEW in asshole. So, Mr. McCarthy, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm pretty excited about it, actually. I think it's going to work out very well. It's going to give them a little bit more places to put some people, maybe sign some people to Ring of Honor instead of AEW because as, as great as it is to see all the people they have, we don't get to see them enough. Because there's only so much TV time that they're allotted. Church. What? They said church, as in amen, as in I agree. Oh, that makes sense. He's old. He's not hip to the trends. Wow. Hip to the trends. I didn't realize church was a trend. But I I think I did listen to some of your guys' comments. You do realize that it's like... He just got startup money from his dad, and he had to have a business plan and actually get it approved. And you you would know this if you listen to any of Tony Khan's interviews when AEW started. <laughs> you actually buy that sack of lies? Of course I do. Right. I wouldn't give my son millions of dollars if I had it. Just, here you go. Have fun. He also works for that that football club. He helps run that, so there's even more money. Well, That's did. because none of us have ever seen that amount of money and don't just throw it away like billionaires do. Well, he's doing like, he's doing a he's doing a bang up job helping run that football club. He doesn't. He runs the football club, not the team. He runs a European league soccer team, not. No, oh, that football it has nothing to yeah, do cares. with the Jaguars. No, no, nobody Absolutely cares. nothing. Nobody cares. Wow. Shut up, McCarthy. I care. Shut up, Travis. Shut up. How did I get thrown into this? (laughs) Oh, wait. Still need the t-shirt made. And still. And still. Congratulations, I guess. Yeah. And still what? He was holding up his Hangman Adam Page shirt. Yeah, it's an awful run. Wow. It actually is not an awful run. It's How an awful, awful run. run. I got to agree with McCarthy on this one. 
How is it awful? He's had amazing match after amazing match. Each one has been different, even the two matches he had with Daniel Bryan. Nobody cares about Adam Page's world champion. He doesn't put butts in the seats. But yet they were sold out on Sunday and continue to sell out each and every week everywhere they go. But Adam Page doesn't put butts in seats. I can, I can show you a lot of photos where they're not sold out, my friend. That's fine. Now, both companies have trouble selling out these days, and you damn well know it. Well, that's fair, but to put that on Adam Page. I didn't put it on Adam Page. He doesn't put butts in seats. I didn't put it on Adam Page. I said his run's been awful because I think it has. It hasn't been awful. I don't know what you've been watching. I've been watching AEW because I come here and argue with you every week. To each their own. No, I'm right. He's wrong. We just got to figure that out. No, no. You're the only person in the interwebs that accepts AEW for what it is that thinks that Adam Page's run is bad. You're the only one. Other than, you know, the, 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 the WWE marks that we don't get along with because it's, like, down the middle. They can't accept any other type well, look, of wrestling. Look, look. look, I'm, look, not, look I'm not saying you're that person. Right. Well, I'm, I'm, well, you know that I'm not, it, actually. So, but, he, but, here's the, but here's the thing. But here's the thing. I, I don't care if I'm the only person that feels that way. I, the whole Luganity thing is I stand up and say what the hell I believe. And if, if everybody else thinks it's crazy, I don't give the flip of a wooden nickel, brother. So I think his, I, I think his run has been a I think his run has been extremely lackluster. I think his run has been the equivalent of Big E, where guess what? It was cool, it was a nice idea, but it doesn't work. But I understand they're in a the spot because at least he's a homegrown talent, but he won't be a homegrown talent that has the belt for long. You wanna know why? Because now CM Punk's gonna come for the belt. No. Well, he, he, well he already went. You saw him go this, and then and then the media scrum, he says, I have interest in winning the AEW World Championship. It's a dodge. How that's going to go? <laughs> bet he doesn't win it either. I don't think he does either. he does because he's CM Punk. Nope. And he used to be a big deal like Ronda Rousey. Both used to be a big deal. Oh, okay. I still think he's kind of a big deal. I think you're a big ass. That's probably fair, but that I'd stand by my statement. So here's the thing. I said earlier that if 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 Tony Khan is using this as developmental, if that means using the guys that we don't see enough, like Brock Anderson and people like that. I'm fine with this. But if this is bringing in a whole new crop of guys, I don't know what you're doing. What do you think? Are we going to get to see those guys that we don't often get to see? Or is he bringing in even more fellas because he's doing his best Vince Jr. impression? I don't know how you do a developmental without it. Like, because they don't have, like, specific trainers. Yeah, they have veterans in the back that can help the guys put matches together and stuff like that. But they really don't have, other than QT Marshall, who he might not be that star in the ring technically sound in being a trainer he is really good at he may never be a star in the ring but they need more guys that can facilitate this training and to do that you need to use the people we don't see a lot with these younger people that he can bring in that maybe don't have the television experience because i think that was 
as good as AEW was when it started, that was slightly detrimental to a lot of the young guys in AEW because you had like when AEW started, it was like Jericho was kind of the only one that could work in the ring with guys that aren't used to TV. Like even Kenny Omega wasn't really used to American style TV wrestling. TV wrestling in Japan is way different. That it is. No, no question on that. They, they, I swear they never look for that camera. They're just out there, which is fine. I mean, it works in Japan. It just I think we could do it here. Yeah. Oh, no. I think we'd do fine here. All right. So do you think that's where we'll see the, young, the younger guys that we want to see that we don't see enough of, or is he bringing in a whole new crop? I, I think we see the guys that we don't see a lot of, at least at first. All right. You'd better be right or they, else. Now they have to focus on so much TV time. Now you got to find a home for Ring of Honor. You you still need to find a way to have TNT give you another hour of television somewhere. True TV. For Ring of Honor? Mm-hmm. Okay. The only thing on True TV is Impractical Jokers. That's true. I would almost find a way to get Ring of Honor to where Rampage is and then take Rampage and put it on True TV. Well, then no one else, no one's ever going to watch Rampage. More than they already don't. I watch it every Friday. Good for That's because you. you're psychotic. I watched it when we when I got home. This last you're, you're still not proving disproving the point of you being psychotic. That's fair because I. So here that. here's my thing. Uh, look, I hope you're right because I'm getting real pissed off about Brock Anderson not being used. Getting real pissed off, buddy. Talk to your boy Tone. Okay. I mean, I'll try. All right, buddy. Really All right, you ready to talk revolution? Yeah. I went this in order of things I care about. I didn't. I, that's that's how I did this. Can you tell? Yes. Kind of. There is no structure to this rundown today. I, I'm just surprised things so far down there. I honestly forgot about him. Ouch. And, and then I was like, "Damn it!" Because it was a hell of a moment with. Well, so let's kick it off with him out of respect. Fair. Okay? Fair. All right, because you're right. I messed up because I love Sting more than Napper does, and I'm not proving it, so I'm going to prove it right now. Okay? So, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Sting defeated the Andrade Hardy family office. There's all the people there I put just for you, McCarthy, you old man. Yeah. Uh, this was a this was fun. This was fun. Uh, obviously, the big the big stick out was Sting doing the splash through three tables at sixty freaking two. Probably peaked the mic, uh, but it was worth it. Sixty two and Sting out there doing it. My only low key criticism is I don't know if Sting needs to be putting himself through that for this match that was so randomly thrown together. It was stupid. You know, not exactly a blood feud. Uh, yeah. I'm going to start with you, Mr. McCarthy, because we ain't seen enough of you today. What do you think of this match? And do you, like, yes, awesome moment, mark out moment. I mean, so cool. I was so hyped. I beat the hell out of my chest when it was happening. I was like, where'd it go, Steve, you beautiful bastard? Uh, 
But do you agree? Because after I calmed down from my mark out moment, I was like, but why is he doing that for this? There's nothing, you know, he's just kind of there. Like, there's not, like, major heat between Andrade, Hardy, and Sting. Like, they don't like each other, but there was nothing. There was no, I'm going to end your career. You know what I mean? And so what do you, what do you, uh, what do you think about that? Um, so first, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, man. That match was nothing but fun. Like, that's all that was. There were some crazy spots involved. And even though Sammy's was crazier in the aspect of where they landed, how they landed, the move they were doing. But Sting took that match. That's his. That match will be forever remembered because the 62-year-old icon Sting jumped off a freaking balcony like it was 1997 through tables onto Andrade. And he felt kind of weird, too. Like, it was a... That fourth table probably would have made the fall a little bit better had that broken. I was so worried about his head because it was so awkwardly, like, there. It was so, like... It, you're right. Like, oh, are they okay? Even uh, Andrade. Uh, that's... And, and you knew the... And you knew the... Re- can you tell that Sting's the most important man out there because that's who the ref went to first? Like he went, he was like, forget about you, Andrade. There's Sting. I have to go. You're like 27. It's fine. You'll be okay. We are making sure that Sting is fine. Nothing else matters. Uh, I, I loved it. I absolutely, I marked out for it. But do you think that he should have done that for this feud? I mean, so for the feud, not really. It, it, it's because it's not really there. This there's there's two matches from Revolution that really had no build or much of a storyline behind them. Because I mean, let's be honest. Like Matt was just feuding with Orange Cassidy. He hasn't been feuding with Darby that long to have this type of like hardcore rules trios tag team match where people are jumping off of things every 15 minutes. But I'm also not going to say he shouldn't have done it. Like it didn't fit with the non blood feud, but it was one hell of a moment. And I know damn well, he just wanted to do it to see if he could still do it, which isn't always the greatest, but I mean, I'll take that all day, every day. You, you are, you are never, never too old to rock and roll people. I'm here to tell you, you are 62 and you're like, I want to see if I can still do something crazy. I already had mad respect for Sting, but like that took it over the moon right there. He, like that's he, he, like, he only he keeps on to, giving. He doesn't have to do that stuff. Like everything he's been doing in AEW and the matches he's had, he's like he doesn't have to, but he does it because he loves wrestling and he wants to still do it for a few more years. And he loves us and he loves AEW and it just the appreciation, respect that I think all three of us have for that man can't be put into words. No, not at all. Uh, what are your thoughts on the match, Mr. Yeah, I know you've been quiet for a little bit, getting your throat together, drinking your cold beverage that isn't sponsored, so we're not saying it. <laughs> no, we're not. Uh, uh, I thought this match was incredible. I really did. Uh, I agree with you. Probably not necessary. Makes for a great moment. But it it, it does kind of harken back to that, you know, you're, you're getting up there in age probably should pick and choose where you start to do these kinds of things. And I don't know if 
this match was necessarily the time for that. So, I mean, made for great. <laughs> it's hard. To, it's hard to critique it because, on one hand, damn, that's cool. Dang, it's yeah. cool. On the other hand, ah, fear and scariness and terror because he's sixty some years old, and I'm thinking, God, he's gonna break himself. Sting, you beautiful idiot! <laughs> <laughs> now, now we know why Steve Austin is probably like, yeah, I'll do a brawl on a fight if Sting's jumping off railings. Yeah, well, and uh, Ricky Morton's still wrestling in the NWA. <laughs> just, just took on uh, the Saturday we were at the Arnold. Yeah, he took on uh, Austin Aries. Ricky Morton versus Austin Aries in 2022. So, see, Steve, it'll be fine. You'll be You're good. good. You'll be Just good. don't jump off balconies, man. You'll be good. Step up, Mark. Step up. Let's go. Let's get it done. All right? Get, no, he's getting outclassed. What's, here's the question. What's Ric Flair thinking at this point? He's thinking, he's thinking I'm getting all my blood thunders for a few days and I'm going to work. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it was it was a good match. I enjoyed it. I, I agree with you though. It's this feud, as great as the match was, the feud for me was kind of strange and odd. Like I, I get it, they've built up to it, and it, it wasn't a terrible build. It wasn't a bad build, but I'm really curious what the end game is. Honestly, for the Andrade Hardy family office thing, like to me, that entire group feels like it just needs to explode. Needs to explode, and Andrade needs a new manager. I've got an idea. I do too. <laughs> Problem is, his manager probably wants to jump off balconies now. So well, I don't know. How, I don't know how how viable that well, is. Well, his manager's a functioning alcoholic. So, um, that is what it is. Functioning. But, because uh, he has started it. Have you seen that uh, that functioning alcohol that we're talking about, McCarthy, has started to explicitly tweet Tony Khan and say if he wants to pop a rating to hire him? I have not seen that. Yeah, he, yeah. so uh, we're starting to get there. We're oh, goody. We're starting to get there. He's starting to... You want to know why? Because the more that he sits at home, the more bored he gets, and that's when he starts to that's when he starts to think wrong, or rightfully for me, depending on how you're looking at it. Uh, depends on where you're at with it. All right, let's talk more revolution. John Moxley, the Wild Thing, defeated Brian Danielson, the American Dragon. Uh, that is, don't get me wrong. This was a banger of a match. Don't, don't even, don't, uh, don't McCarthy. Don't get me wrong, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You want to know why? Because William freaking Regal showed up. That's why. So after the match, uh, they wouldn't stop fighting. And so William Regal just storms out there like a badass because he is. And he slaps the taste out of both their mouths. Gets a little blood on his forehead. It was fantastic. Uh, Mr. McCarthy, William Regal is an AEW. What do you think this means? What's his role going to be on and off screen? Tell me he'll be on screen or else we're not friends. Oh my God! This was this match. For, we'll just get this out of the way real quick. This was just beautiful violence between Brian Danielson and John Moxley. Oh, yeah. That's all it was. Just just beautiful, beautiful violence that we love to see in a wrestling ring. And then we have Sir William Regal playing peacekeeper, so that he can run the greatest stable in the. Short history 
of AEW. He will most definitely be on our TV screens. And they are going to build something nasty. Because you know Daniel Garcia is gone from 2.0. He's out. He's out. They have William Regal now. Like, you cannot say no. You have to suck it up and peace out to your boys on TV. Like, nah. These three want to train, want to make sure I succeed? Okay. Sorry, guys. See you later. And that's just the beginning. And it's just going to be beautifully, beautifully violent. And it could turn, because we already see the, the potential in Daniel Garcia. But if they do the smart thing and put him with those three, he will skyrocket to the moon faster than any of us ever thought he would. I can think of one other guy they could throw in there, too. remember when CM Punk was injured and doing commentary. And he made a point to say, because they were always talking about how Shawn Michaels trained Daniel Bryan. Shawn Michaels trained Daniel Bryan. Shawn Michaels trained Daniel Bryan. And CM Punk got tired of hearing him. And he was like, no. Yes, he started with Sean. But William Regal made Daniel Bryan. That's where he got the killer instinct, that the talent that he has. You can see the training from Sean in there somewhere. You can see it. But William Regal did the real work. And I can't wait to see him do that some more. This goes back to my comment earlier about having veterans around that can train. In the ring and backstage, you need more of them. And William Regal knows what he's doing in every aspect of the business. And if he's not on TV, he's probably going to be scouting talent. Just like he did for Triple H. He's almost as good at that as wrestling. Do you you think he'll be on TV? Do you think he'll have an on-air role? What do you think? Oh, yeah, I think he's managing whatever this new stable is about to be. Uh, do you think there's any chance, and I'm just spitballing here, right? And then I'll let you have have the floor, McCarthy, or, or Napper. Do um, you think there's any chance that, that we see William Regal in the ring a time or two? We might see it once. I'm not really sure his health issues. I'd have to look it up. I can't remember it off the top of my head and why he wasn't wrestling before. Um, but you could definitely, I mean, the, the trend is there. Power of the punch. As far as like veterans that we wouldn't think would wrestle in AEW end up wrestling at least once. All he's got to do is be able to throw a punch and take a punch. I mean, that's fair. (laughs) I mean, I'll be I'll be down. Um, by the way, somebody. um, It's been like 15 years since I've seen that. By the way, I just want to point out that if we don't get. Brock Anderson and Arn tag him one time. I don't care how broken down Arn is. I don't care that he technically can't take a bump because of his neck. I don't care that he can barely use his left hand. He needs to have a five-minute tag match with his kid or else something's wrong. We can, we can get him through it just like they did back in, this is, I know this is many years ago, but when they got him through it with uh, Flair's kid for Thunder in 2000, do you remember that, McCarthy? Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, it was such a randomly thrown together because Vince Russo just wanted to do it one day. Uh, but we honestly, need to have we need to have Arn and Brock one time, one time. You know the easy way to do that? Just to have them run in and 
and hit that spine buster like he did against The Undertaker when Undertaker was wrestling Ric Flair at WrestleMania. No, we, that's we all we need, need to see. We need, an official, we need an official tag match. Well, no, that's what I meant, but that's all he has to do in the tag match. Yeah. Take one hot tag, that spine buster. Because, you know, he can two. hardly use that left hand, and he can't really bump because of his neck. So, it's yeah, uh, he probably couldn't get clear, but I don't care. Just... Stand. Can't really bump, but he's hasn't he taken like ten bumps since he's been with the They're company. Very select because he has like nothing back here. That and I mean, if you hit him just right, um, he will his body will almost start to convulse because there's nothing back here from because he's had three big neck surgeries. Because um, he wasn't going to retire when he did, but it, he couldn't. Somebody on the roster might have been Alex Wright, if you remember him. WCW really had kind of a just a pipsqueak really. Came up in the gym when Arn was training, and he goes, "Hey Arn, how are you?" And you know, just a nice hit on the back, like we all do as buds, right? And shock waves went down his spine, and he said, "Well, if I can't take that, then I ain't got. I don't have, I have no business. What's a bump going to do? What's a power bomb going to do?" So yeah, I. But still, somehow or another. It won't be a classic. It won't be any good. But Brock and Brock and Arn need to team one time, and then Arn can can officially call it a day. Uh, my my opinion. Anywho, I want your thoughts, Mister Napper, on because we are Tangent City. I didn't invent tangents, but I perfected them. So, I want your thoughts on William Regal and AEW. What what he's going to do on TV, which is the part I care about, as you know. And then I want your thoughts on what this means. Is it a stable? Will William Regal wrestle? And obviously he's going to scout talent and do all those things. But what, what, what does this mean on screen? Uh, first things first. William Regal on television in AEW. Oh, my goodness. Fantastic. Loved it. Shut up and take my money. Absolutely. freaking Louie. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Lost my ever-loving mind. Um, I think it's great. I... I think McCarthy is right. I think we're going to get a stable of some kind with Brian and Moxley. I, I think you're. I think he's right that Garcia is probably at some point going to join them. I would wonder if maybe they would consider throwing uh, Dante Martin in there. I think that would be another one that would be pretty special to have as that group. Um, because for right now it, it seemed like they had a plan for him and then it kind of just fizzled out. So I think that's a good one that you can kind of, what'd you say, Jason? His brother just came back. Oh, I must've missed that part. All flights back together. So, I mean, that, that would not be a bad addition to the stable because there's your guys running for the tag team championship right there. Yeah. All right. Well, still, um, but yeah, I think you'll have I think you'll have on air roles. I think he's gonna hopefully be a manager to somebody. But I also agree with McCarthy that he's gotta <laughs> power the punch, power the punch. I think McCarthy's right in the aspect that he's also gotta be a trainer for AEW, especially if they're gonna use Ring of Honor as a developmental brand. And if they are going to use Ring of Honor as a developmental brand, there's your first two legends that need to go to Ring of Honor is John Moxley and Dan Brian Danielson. Doesn't mean they can't show up on, in AEW from time to time or every week, to be honest. But they need to be a mainstay, I think, 
if their whole premise is we are going to take the company and turn it into a world of pure wrestling violence, do that in Ring of Honor. Because it's a full blank slate, full blank canvas for you to absolutely terrorize with. And that's a great first statement to me. I agree. Uh, we got a comment from Paul Sprague. says, perfect. I assume he's talking about the audio because he, he was one of the ones who pointed out the audio earlier. Thanks for watching, Paul. Keep commenting. Keep tuning in. Give us a share. Give us a like. What, what, do, you, what do you think? William Regal and AEW, let us know in the comments. We'll get to your comments as much as we can. We're with you until 8 o'clock. Any, any other thoughts, sir? Nope. That was All it. Right. So, and still, as Mr. McCarthy says, hey, man, and page, Battle of the Atoms. Uh, Adam Page wins the Battle of the Atoms. They were just uh, missing one Adam. Adam Dell. All right. Uh, Special guest referee. Bambino. Okay. So, Heyman Adam Page defeated Adam Cole. I thought this match was good. I didn't think it was great. I thought we've seen better from both men. I expected it to be the match of the night. It wasn't, in my, in my view. I, I think that goes to the match we just talked about. Uh, what did you think of this match? And uh, did the right guy win, most importantly, Mr. Napper? So, I'm going to agree with you. I honestly think the match above this one in, in our rundown and the one below it, to be honest, in the rundown, mm-hmm. were probably both better than this match. Maybe you could say this one was second best, but I, I don't think it was the match of the night. And it had the potential to be and probably should have been. Doesn't mean it was a bad match. I, I don't want to. I don't want to make that assumption. But I agree with you that I think it could have been better. That being said, if this is their first of maybe a couple different, you know, a trio of matches, all right, good start. Let's see where we can go from here. I assume they're probably going to fight for the title again at some point. I'm okay with that as for a start. Maybe St. Patty's Day Slam. Possibly. So, I'm okay with it for a start. I, I didn't think anything was overly wrong with the match. It just didn't seem like it had that many, like, big moments in it. But Did the right guy win? I think so. Especially if you're going to have a trio of matches. If at some point you're planning to take the belt off of Paige. Even though he's had the worst run in AEW history as world champion. That's so why I said if you're planning to take it off of him. Um... It's fine to give the one loss to Cole, and we'll move on from there. I th- I think the right guy went over for right now, even though, in your opinion, strong, strong. strong opinion as I break things. I didn't break it. It still works. Um, even though, in your opinion, this is the worst world champion in AEW history. Whoa. I'm not allowing anything because I want that to be clear. I just think this run is the drizzling shits. Uh, I think Moxley's might have been worse. I, I don't agree, but that's all right. Mr. McCarthy, he doesn't agree with either one of us on this, I think. <laughs> Mr. McCarthy, uh, did the right guy win this match? Frankly, should we have ever booked this match? Uh, thoughts on this match? And again, awful world championship run. You are highly mistaken, sir. It is not, it's not a mistake. an awful it's my world championship run. A mistake, a, a mistake is I dropped that. You're, where you're getting your your thoughts. I don't know what you think. It's been a three-month reign. I you think it's the drizzling shits is what I think. The worst ever. He hasn't even had half the time that every other champion had. It and feels he like remember. he's had full time, which means it's slow and it's boring and it sucks. It's 
slow and it's boring and it sucks. Yeah, just like Goldberg's old ass. At least he's sucking while he's old. He sucked when he was 24. Tell that to the money he drew. Tell that to Tony Khan trying to create another than Jay Cargill. Doesn't change the fact that no one ever, ever tried to make him better. At least Jade Cargill tries. At least Jade Cargill goes out there and actually tries to learn professional wrestling. Because she has to. I think at this point we can all acknowledge his bad... Whether he's doing good or bad, that Goldberg's going out there and trying. When he wrestles, he's trying. You can tell he's trying. Now, because he doesn't have a choice. You can't change the past, McCarthy. I'll bet you got your skeletons. I'm just saying, man. Just saying. You're just saying. You're just saying. You want to know the most memorable spot from Jay Cargill and Conti? The kiss. Tell me one other move they did. Not defending that match. It wasn't all that great. Exactly, because Jade Cargill ain't had one. May never have one. I don't know, but right now it ain't it. But Tony Khan sees money, just like Bischoff saw money. Because you know what trumps decency in the ring? Money. It's the way the business works. Doesn't change my Okay, moving on. So, anyway, yes, the right man won. You can't take it off him yet. The match was our expectations for this were a little high because of their history. I don't think they have the chemistry together yet to give us that five-star match that we were expecting. They haven't really been in the ring together in 13 years. And they were young, still learning the business thing. They've both changed so much since then. The match wasn't bad. It just didn't have the spark that we all look for in these AEW world title matches. It didn't. Match was good. Nothing wrong with it. It just didn't have that that big fight feel. I agree. Lack of a better uh, it was, term. It was like, the it, second like ever went, AEW world championship match to lack a certain kaboom. No doubt about it. Even like Murderhawk Monster and Hangman Page had that spark to it. It felt like a big deal. This one just for some reason didn't, but hats off to Adam Cole for his halo gear. I feel like me and Adam Cole would be friends because I'm about as obsessed with it as he. Adam Cole's got a doughy physique. Uh, Keep saying it. He's going to get cut like Jericho did. Yeah, currently he's cutting the cake. Um, Jericho? Which one? Uh, uh, Have you seen Jericho lately? Those are rib rib implants. (laughs) It's not even a thing. Could be. It will be. CM Punk defeated MJF uh, in the dog collar match. My goodness, was this a bloody affair. This was a bloody affair. Um, Wrong guy won. Wrong guy won. Wrong guy won. Tell me the biggest win in MJF's AEW career. Took you too long already. (laughs) He's had too many. Wrong guy won. Probably beating CM Punk the first time. Wrong guy won. This should have been his ascendment 
to then he goes and takes on Hangman Adam Page and wins the belt that he should have had a year year or two ago when he was cutting the presidential promo. Uh, tell me why you think I'm wrong. Because as much as I agree with you that MJF should probably be fighting for the title at this point, this story has been long overdue. The Wardlow MJF story is long, long overdue. And as much as maybe you don't think CM Punk should have went over, there was no way to do it other than him winning. Yes, you could. Why? Uh, you could have you could have MJF win, and then Wardlow punches uh, MJF's lights out. They're, they're, uh, yeah, but it doesn't provide as much of a shock as Wardlow handing the diamond to CM Punk. But there is no shock to it. We saw him. We saw him lollygag like me looking for a business card while I'm networking. Well, let me see where it's at. Well, we know you know where it's at, you jackwagon. Uh, I, I I just think I I just don't see it that way. I think that MJF needs that big moment to catapult him to the world championship that we all three agree that he should have had forever ago, and is damn sure ready for it now. Um, what are your thoughts, McCarthy? I don't think he should have had it any sooner than he does now. Uh, because if you think about it, if you would should he have won this MJF match? The... <sighs> yes and no. Because Travis is right. That had him handing the ring to CM Punk. Whether we could see it coming a million miles away or not, that shouldn't matter in pro wrestling when we've watched it as long as we have. We're going to see 75% of these things coming. That's why the big surprises are such a big deal to the three of us. Because when we don't see it coming, we get that old feeling when we first started watching wrestling. You, this had so much more impact because we all expected Wardlow to beat the crap out of MJF. What we didn't expect was a peaceful protest of sorts from Wardlow towards MJF. Because he just said, here you go. Done. I'm not doing anything. Because technically he didn't even really hand it to CM Punk. He just said it there like, whatever it. happens, happens. It's refreshing to see the big bad bodyguard turn in a different way because normally it is finally turns face attacks the dude he's been being the bodyguard of for however long and and then you get the match we're still going to get the match they're still going to beat each other up but i think this was really honestly a, an original way to do i don't want to be in your services anymore wow agrees egregious as hell plus the storyline demanded it that cm punk win because of what mjf did on wednesday he's got to get his comeuppance he technically got the advantage on the go home show how many times have we said if they get the advantage on the go home show they probably lose in the pay-per-view happens all the time all the time and poor and the poor referee can we talk about the referee for a second do we have that to? Or fella, my goodness. There was so much blood and carnage, he had to change his gloves. That's not easy. You know they were sweating in there, all those pinfalls he was trying to count and trying to be a professional. And then he's got to count pinfalls on the thumbtacks. I saw him. He said, ah, son of a... A lot of times. So, as great as the match was, fantastic. Take nothing away from those two fantastic professional wrestlers. But 
Paul Turner, he deserves a little bit of shine. He's stuck in there. Oh, so tax to the tax to the palm to count the pinfalls. He's Did stuck in there. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, I I can agree with that. But I still think wrong guy won. I'm still waiting on the big MJF moment. Maybe we never get it. I don't know. I mean, cause, um, yeah, because beating Chris Jericho wasn't a big moment. Sure. What, okay. It's and honestly, what what they do with it? What they do with it? He's continuing his storylines. You act like everybody's got to be champion all of a sudden as soon as they get hot. When have I? There's only two people I've ever clamored to be champion in this company, and that's Brian Danielson and MJF. So go ahead and tell me more about how I act like everyone. Out of, I gave you two out of the bloated roster that is AEW. So tell me how I said everyone. I said every person you said. And say everyone, but every time you think someone hasn't gotten a title soon enough, oh my God, dear Lord, they're wasting him. Oh my God, how can he not have the title yet? This is sacrilegious. If he was working for Vince, he'd already have the title. Blah, 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 blah. blah. That's all we ever hear. Be patient. Be patient. Because it's going to mean more when he beats Adam Hangman Page for the title in five months. It's going to mean more. McCarthy, I might be dead in five months. Have you seen my caffeine consumption? <laughs> Especially after this weekend? <laughs> like, I don't think it topped mine. Nobody topped so yours. We all three croak in five months and we never saw it. Great. <sighs> Stupid. <laughs> like, no. It's... We very well may all die in five months. Look, the reality Good is... Lord. That was bad. You have to remember, I'm upgrading under the assumption. Uh, my belief is that Heyman Adam Pages is the worst world title run AEW's had thus far. That's my opinion. Therefore, I want out of there so quick, like when 4 o'clock hit at the Arnold. I was, I'll see you. That's how I feel about it. I'm not knocking Adam Page. I think he's great. I just think his world title run has not been very good. Just as I thought Big E's world title run has not been very good. I, I just didn't. My opinion. That, whether I'm right or wrong, that's my opinion. So I'm operating under that assumption. You have to remember that. Therefore, yes, MJF or Brian Danielson, come on, let's grab that belt. Instead, neither one of them are going to grab that belt, and I got six more months of cowboy millennial anxious shit. All right, fine. Uh, Eddie Kingston defeated Chris Jericho via submission. This was okay. This was yeah. just okay. Yeah. Not bad at all. Wish Wish Taker could still work that well at this age. Can't do it. Not bad at all, but there was nothing special about it. Uh, Eddie Kingston should not pull down the straps. Uh, and I want a disclaimer here, folks. When I when I make a comment, I know I'm a fat, fat ass. I know. You don't have to tell me. But I'm also not getting paid millions of dollars or, or at least several hundred thousand dollars from AEW. So I understand I'm not judging. I know all these guys could kick my ass. Yeah. You know, I've already been told by a few people that, you know, that someone's gonna kick your ass one of these days. If you get offended by what I say while I'm during this show, then you you, you really don't have a clue what we're doing here. We're working. So, what'd you think of this match? Your boy lost to Eddie Kingston and then wouldn't shake his damn hand. How about that, Mr. McCarthy? So even though there weren't like wow moments in this match, this is the, the, the entire thing not only was the perfect match to kick off the show, it was more story involved 
than than technique involved as far as that goes. It was more of a story. This was perfect to start it off, and it was a master class in professional wrestling because because Chris Jericho seamlessly turned heel without even breaking a sweat, and they also showed you how to properly do a turnbuckle spot. Pull that off early and go fight each other for 10 minutes so the crowd forgets. Then it's a surprise again. Master class in professional wrestling right there. It's not a technical masterpiece, but everyone that wants to be a wrestler should watch this to know how to build an amazing match properly. And Jason, damn right he didn't shake his hand. That's Jason, the eye it's full of rock and roller. Jason, Late I got a question. Jason, I have a question. Huh? I have a question. Are you ready? Huh? I think it would be easier if you just told us what you didn't like about this pay-per-view. Is there anything you didn't enjoy or thought could have been be- could have been done better, or was it just the perfect show? I think Cargill and Conti could have been done better. Their chemistry is not not even there. And I'll be honest, like no, Cargill's talent is not not yet. I have hope. Okay, she'll be fine. Okay, that was one four years. Um, um, I'm looking at the list. I mean, I guess. I expected more from Dr. Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, but it wasn't bad. Wrong woman won there. Better. Wrong woman won. Um, um, you think the wrong woman won there? Yes, 100%. But you, Napper? I think so. Okay. Who's the person to beat Britt Baker? Dude, I don't even know. Jamie Hayter? I don't. Oh, God, please no. No, it's going to be Chris Statlander. I think it ought to be Rebel. I think Jason's right. I think it should be Statlander. I I like your idea. Like that would be that would be cool. But I don't think anybody's going to take it seriously. I just think it should be a short transition run. <laughs> That'd be fine. I, don't think that, I think one thing that us wrestling fans are getting too much in the habit of is we don't just because you put a belt on it doesn't mean it has to be six months. I just mean for the sake of training. But honestly, that's also the fault of wrestling companies because it it doesn't suddenly, happen that way anymore. Yeah, suddenly we're back to the 80s where if you win the belt, you have it forever. Right. Like, even AEW gets caught with that a lot. Where we're, the only time that they've had transitional champions has been the TNT title, and even that hasn't really panned out and, that way. And that only transitioned because Cody transitioned out of the company, really. Yep. Because that was really kind of his belt. In the same way that the 24-7 belt is our truth belt, even when it's not his belt. Right. So, Where is truth? Uh, currently, they're too busy with uh, Tozawa and Tamina making out. And that's, hell yeah, pal. I thought of Vince, by the way, as soon as I saw that uh, Cargill and Tay kiss. I guarantee he'd been, hell yeah, pal, damn it. Hell yeah. Fly back in the chair. <laughs> like Bruce, does that trip your trigger or what? Damn! Better take a picture and send it to Linda. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, <laughs> Should we make a disclaimer? We do not endorse the views of one. Hell yeah! Yeah. Damn. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Jurassic Express, they had a really good match with the Young Bucks and Red Dragon. I, I thought that was a gr- good match. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, Red Dragon helped cover up the crap I hate about the Young Bucks. 
Flippy flipper flipperoo. Let's see how many spots we can get in. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on that one, Napper? I was actually pretty pretty happy with this match for a couple different reasons. Number one, it, it's you'd kind of forgotten about the Young Bucks, which was great. That's great. Because, that whoopsies. Um. So I, I thought that was a nice a nice change of pace. It wasn't all about them, which was cool. Um, I'm excited to see where this Red Dragon thing goes. And I, I think it's a good thing to keep Jurassic Express as the champions for right now. I thought the right team went over. I think you still kind of play around with this, see what you can get out of Jurassic Express, keep Luchasaurus, keep Jungle Boy pretty relevant as champions. Good way to get them over, putting over to probably the most established and probably top teams in your company, even even with some of the other talent they've got on the roster. But I th- I think it's good that they got the win over. I had no really big complaints with the with the overall match. Um, now you just have to play on the story of Red Dragon and the Young Bucks, and I'm really excited to see where that goes. Yeah, I, I think that's going to. I think that's. Uh, as much as I've never taken away the Young Bucks talent, would you agree? I've never. Uh, I don't think any of us have. I've like that's never been the problem. It's McCarthy. Would you like to chime in on that? Do you go, disagree with us? Go ahead. Do you, do you have we talked in in imprehensible crap about them? You're not wrong. Okay. It's like the, those are two guys that in AEW I really don't defend. If you guys recall, well, they, it's they nice do do I. <laughs> About time. They have some of the best matches in the history of AEW. They really do, the especially when you talk about the tag team division. But there are times where exactly what Logan said, how many spots can we get in? How many flips we can do? It's cool sometimes. Like, I think they should transition away from that and bust it out once every few months. Then it's a big deal again. Like, you could only see the indie takers so many times. Before it's like, okay, I know you can do the indie taker easily. It's fine. Like, don't but bust that ass off. They're more flippy. Like, this should be for them, should be what the demon is for Finn Balor and so on and so forth. Insert name here. But like, their more aggressive flip style should be for the pay per views because that's where it becomes special because you know you're not going to see them turned up to 11. You're not going to see Finn Balor go to that extra special place until you get to these big matches and pay-per-views. That's when the Young Bucks need to bust out this style. Until yeah. then, they when should... it matters, you're right. Right. When it really matters, when you know it's a number one contendership on a Dynamite or something, or right. it's a blood feud, or it's for the AEW tag team titles. Like Bust everything out, because realistically... You know, you're you're trying to simulate a battle for a championship or whatever. You you would go all out for something like that, so it, it would make more sense. And then we can see more of what we like about the Bucks. Like, I don't think the flips would be as big of a deal if it wasn't every week we're doing 37 flips. Like, because they're not luchadors. Luchadors, I cut slack on flips. That's the style it is. That it is what yeah, it is. But right now, I've always, my problem with the Young Bucks is always they feel like less like professional wrestlers and more like professional gymnastics. 
There are times. I mean, yeah. and and they have good matches, but you're not wrong. They do do a lot of things way too often that should be saved for big opportunities. But they've that was one hell of a triple threat tag team match for the titles and the, the right team won. You can't take it off them yet. I don't even know what team is going to take it off them right now, unless it's John Moxley and Brian Danielson. There's only one other team I can think of. Darby Allen stink. <sighs> okay. Two. <laughs> Please. At some point, proud and powerful. Proud and powerful. Yeah. From yeah. the dinner circle. <laughs> They're not in the inner circle anymore. Jericho's a heel. He said dinner circle. Oh, I didn't hear the D. Yeah. Bad. That's all right. Jericho always is at the dinner circle. That's fine. Wow. He, he does look better, though. Yeah, I don't I miss agree. dinner circles, and he has gotten cut. He really yeah. has. I I, I can't dis- disagree with that. He has gotten. Well, of course, gotten... he's been in the wrestling business 30 years. He's blamed it from time or two. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I can see the steam. <laughs> Going out around the earmuffs of of McCarthy. Let's talk more about what I hated. Oh, goody. Uh, Wardlow defeated Keith Lee, Lynch Cassidy, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Ricky Starks, and Christian Cage in that uh, ladder match face the revolution. You hated this? I didn't hate the I didn't hate the winner. Right guy won. Okay. Here's what I did hate. Uh-huh. The lack of development for every other person in this match. Why is Cassidy still doing the kicks? There's no... Are we ever going to develop that character? Because he's like the highest merch seller in AEW, or like he might be down top five now, but he's still very over. Why is there no development there? Why can't Powerhouse Hobbs and frankly, let's can can we see like we've seen uh, for Paul Jones Army for the Four Horsemen and a few others? Can't we get some new blood in in uh, Team Taz? At some point, Powerhouse Hobbs, and especially Ricky Starks, has got to break out. The FTW Championship doesn't matter. It's time to start getting some dissension, and Taz can find a few other guys, maybe some of those guys in development that we've been talking about that aren't on TV enough. Or, you know, his own damn son. Oh, send hook, That yeah. is the new blood. What are you talking about? You muted me again. I saw it. No, you haven't been muted. No, you just ain't been talking, thank God. I don't believe you. Wow, that's egregious. By the way, didn't like I didn't like the next spot for Starks on the ladder. That he has too many neck issues for me to enjoy that. That'd be the equivalent of Sting taking that bump, in my view. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cringy. I was like, don't do that ever again. Uh, I don't mean never do the spot. I mean Ricky Starks can't do it. The Wardlow, Keith Lee, and um, Powerhouse Hobbs spot was cool. Yeah. Even though I could see it from a mile away because you could see Wardlow go in the back, Absolutely. standing up and walking. Like, okay, so Wardlow's going to pop up somewhere and you're just sitting there like, when's he going to show up? When's he going to show up? Oh, there he is. Oh, wow. That was that was aggressive. That it was. How come they don't trash the announce table? They should really trash they that. They never annou- do that. They never trash the announce table. Why? Why, McCarthy? Jericho went through it once. Oh, okay. doesn't seem like it. Okay, one time. I mean, that was like a year and a half ago. So of course it They're only in business for two years. What do you mean it was a year and a half ago? Two and a half, thank you. Okay, oh. two and a half. I'm sorry, I miscounted. Oh, 
Wow. Jeez. My goodness. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you should know by now on this show, we have no clue. The ladder match that Logan wasn't a fan of? Yes, that one. Okay. I agree. Like was, the right guy won. I, that's the guy that needed to win. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy with that. But the match itself, I was like, let's see some development for the other guys, too. Let's Where are we going to branch off and have those stories starting on Wednesday and Friday? And I didn't see that. Same thing, same thing you kind of hope for a Royal Rumble. You, you, <laughs> yes, the, right, get, the most important part is get the right winner. But let's... Like we said about the Rumble this year, there wasn't enough stories developed outside of the winner. To me, that's an art that's got very lost on matches like this, and that even includes WWE. Yeah, absolutely. Is there's got to be a way to put everybody over in that match, and a lot of times you get maybe at max, depending on how many people are in it, one or two. Yep. And that's unfortunate because, you know, you could find ways to get everybody over, and I don't think they did that in this match. I agree with I you. Huh? I disagree. Everybody had a chance to shine. What's everybody the story for the rest of moments. them? Where do we the go starting tomorrow? What? Where do we go? Well, I envision Orange Cassidy facing Keith Lee because he threw him halfway up the ramp. Ew. That was crazy. Just crazy. Just crazy. And of course, Powerhouse Hobbs and Keith Lee. I so, do believe there's about to be dis- some dissension because there was a chance for either Powerhouse Hobbs or Ricky Starks to climb that ladder and they stopped climbing to shake hands. That's a problem. Can't have that. You have to have the mentality in a stable. If you're in a match for a championship opportunity or a championship, this is unspoken. I don't have to shake your hand in the middle of the match. No, no, no. We can talk in the locker room before. I'm probably going to kick your ass. You better kick mine because this is a big deal. So Orange Cassidy's going to come out on Dynamite on Wednesday and be like, Keith Lee, thumbs down. I give it till Rampage. Or wait, it's going to be like this. His shoulder got a little messed up because Keith Lee threw him too far. <laughs> the guys that he was supposed to land on didn't realize how strong Keith Lee is. I'm not sure which. My my better half says don't get her started on the throwing of the iPad. You know Vince has got the iPads out there these days. It makes her mad every time because like that's a waste of such great equipment. Like every time you know we're watching a recent Taker match, you know how he was constantly at the table and throwing that. She gets so upset by that. She she goes, it's a waste of good money. So she always gets rolling on that God lover. Uh, she's cute. As it's well. a fair point. It's a fair point. I I can't disagree with you on that. Uh, she's she's always they just throw it everywhere like it's not an iPad. Like even if it breaks, like you know, give it to a kid and tell him you'll pay for it. I don't know something like that. Yeah, Vince, give it to charity. Fix it up and give it to charity. Yeah, Vince is going to pay for more things. Um, or, I mean, start selling them. I'm sure you could make money off that. Like, hey, this this tablet was broken over the back of Shawn Michaels. Yeah, there you go. Some right. Somebody's going to buy that. I, I would, guarantee. I Absolutely. 100 bucks. Boom. Let's go. <laughs> there you go. Let's go. 100, 100, 100 bucks. This tablet was broken over the back. I would buy the TV that Chris Jericho sent Shawn Michaels through. Yeah. Now, 
now he's got the old. And I'm sure McCarthy would consider it too. You just took me back because you know how long I waited for him to throw Shawn Michaels' face through the Jeratron 5000. I was so happy. Would you would you buy that TV for sentimental sake? Yes. Without even thinking, it would about be the it. best uh, like prize in the Bruiser Nation Production Studio someday. We can really show it off every week on To the Turnbuckle. Um, with that, we're going to take our next break. When we come back, uh, we had an interesting weekend, boys. Yes, we did. I can't wait to talk about it. We had an interesting weekend. We got to chat about that. We'll talk a little bit more about what happened on SmackDown. Uh, we'll talk about a huge addition to the Hall of Fame. Uh, let's just say it's time. It's time. It's time for a break. This is To the Turnbuckle, presented by Bridge Nation Productions, co-sponsored today by Snapmare Productions, because why the hell not? Right here on Heel Turn Wrestling on Facebook. We will be right back shortly. When we come back, a lot to talk about. Had a hell of a weekend. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise Podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right, pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. Once again, BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. And remember, Bruiser Nation, stay good, because I'm always good. And welcome back, everybody, to the Turnbuckle Center by Bruiser Nation Productions and Snapmare Productions. Again, go to the Snapmare Productions Facebook page. Give us a like. Give us a share. And if you if you are a promoter or if you are a wrestler that needs promo shots done or anything like that or wants a commercial made, we can hook you up. Just DM us on Facebook or Twitter for rates. Uh, we're glad to do it. We're also on Instagram. So we're glad to do that. And again, go follow this podcast page on Twitter at To the Buckle. Why the hell not? You know what you want more of these thoughts? I don't mean good-looking women. So you know how they say thoughts. These it's a weird thing. Um, Kids these days. So anywho, that is the situation. So with that, we had a hell of a weekend. Hell of a weekend. Hell of a weekend. We spent the weekend. Down at the Greater Convention Center in Columbus, Ohio here for uh, the Arnold Classic. Specifically, what we were there for, we were there for New Ohio Wrestling at the Arnold. Did five shows in three days. Uh, We did some commentary. The main reason we were there was we were producing a commercial for the WrestleFit program, which is, WrestleFit is 
You get in the ring and no, you don't take a bump, don't take body slams, don't get headlocks, but you do an exercise routine based on especially the cardio conditioning that wrestlers use when they're prepping to get in the ring. Uh, that's, that is the main thing of it. You don't have to take bumps or anything like that, but you get to be in an actual wrestling ring. You can run the ropes and do other, other exercises that the, uh, the, the leader of WrestleFit, the uh, personal trainer, the instructor, Onyx, uh, and again, if you are like Napper or I and you have a disability, he will accommodate for you. I wish I, I wish I'd pulled the video off the SD cards already and mm. uploaded. I actually did one of the drills that they do for WrestleFit. So even if you have a disability, you can still find ways to do it. There's ways that they can get you in the ring. There's ways that they can, you know, format a lot of stuff. Onyx came up to me and was like, hey, do you think you can do this? Do you think you can do that? And we formatted it to the drills and the workouts that I could do. And so even if you feel like you can't do it because of a disability, they'll still find ways to do it. I think we went on a Wednesday to check out their stuff, like at their actual training center, which is here in Reynoldsburg. And, you know, they took a look like a sledgehammer and was just hitting a tire. You can do that from a wheelchair. Pretty easy. You can do that from a chair. Um, so there are ways that they will format it for you so that even though you don't think you can do certain things and maybe you can't do certain things, you'll still get a lot out of it, still have some fun, and you know you still might be able to hit the ropes or figure out something wrestling-related to a conditioning standpoint that you can do. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's something that I'm, I'm really looking into. I intend to go next Wednesday, no, not, to, not tomorrow. I'm still resting up from the damn... My legs are still a little tender. Uh, so, But next Wednesday, I intend to go to the training center. Uh, it'll be at 6.30. Uh, come on down. Come see me. Come hang out. We'll, and I'm just going to hang out and see what I can do. If I can get in the ring, that's awesome. If I can't, I'll just sit in a chair and move some weights or whatever. Uh, just uh, I know Napper's thinking about coming down next Wednesday. We'll, we'll talk yeah. about it. Uh, just it's something I, and, and I'm very physically limited due to my cerebral palsy. But I saw the way that Onyx was so accommodating towards Napper. And frankly, Napper, you inspired me. You really did. You inspired me this past weekend uh, with your grit. And frankly, since we're a PG-13 show, your balls. Uh, you showed a lot of balls getting in there. And I, I couldn't be prouder of you. Uh, Mr. McCarthy, we'll start with you. What was your, what was your thoughts of the Arnold experience and uh, doing the commercial and anything else you'd like to talk about? I mean, God, other than it being a blur of professional wrestling all weekend, it was so much stupid. Like, it should not be that fun. But it is. It is. I don't think nothing stands out as the best because the whole weekend was awesome, man. I had a great time with you guys getting these commercials filmed and getting their shows filmed and, you know, getting right in their face when they're in a submission hold. I did. It was so much fun. So much fun. I can't wait. Can't wait to do it again. And you did you did the wrestle fit as well. You did some of the other drills that I didn't get to do that I probably some of them I probably couldn't do. But you got to do a, a handful of the drills that they were working with people all day long. You know, what was your experience like? Dude, that was almost that was almost the like I want to say per personal highlight. Like as a business, the whole thing getting the opportunity for us and Debbie for Snapmare Productions. That's that's the top right there but as a personal highlight of things that i did over the weekend 
that's got to be at the top. It was, it shouldn't be that fun, but it is. I mean, and maybe part of why slamming a punching bag down in the center of the ring is fun for me because I miss being in the ring. So anything in the ring would probably be fun. He could have thrown me and given me like a gorilla press slam and I wouldn't have cared. It would have been fun. <laughs> I was so jealous. I really did kind of want to try that, but I know I wouldn't have been able to get down and get that thing up. <laughs> but I wanted to try that so bad. <laughs> he is not letting go. <laughs> okay. Good to know. That's how I got 12. I didn't slam it down like every time with and let go. Like that was the last time. Sure. But yeah, like you can't slam it down and let go every time. You just got to because it helps you keep in a rhythm. So right. I was able to switch shoulders. Unlike some people at the Arnold weren't able to do that, that we're doing it, which is fine. I mean, we're all at our own. We all do our own things differently. But it's like once you get in the flow of doing it, it's how you develop it by not, not letting go. I don't know. It was fun. It was a great time. I'm glad it we was, had the experience. It was a great time. A couple of the comments to get to from Big Stevie C. Of course, he hosts the Heel and Face podcast and on Near Term Wrestling. Every Sunday, you're going to want to tune in. Uh, he says he wants uh, Arn, Arn Anderson to induct uh, Sid Vicious into the Hall of Fame. You know, there's rumors that Sid's going to go in this year. We'll see if that's true. I did true. see those rumors. Uh, we'll see if that's true. Uh, he said that Regal should be uh, the on-air commentator and head trainer, or the on-air commissioner and head trainer for AEW. I agree. I think that it's weird to call Tony Khan the GM. You know, he's the on-air authority figure from time to time. I think that the on-air authority figure should be William Regal. He was really good at NXT uh, and, frankly, didn't overshadow the show. I, I agree with that. What do you think of uh, Steve's comments before we get back to Russell Fit and Arnold? I think it's a great idea. Um, I know most fans aren't completely sold on the idea of an on-air, like, commissioner and – Every time they think of like a GM, for the most part, they think like it's Stephanie McMahon or Triple H or some authority figure. But I think William Regal is the exception. And I think he did an incredible job. And like you pointed out, he didn't really overshadow the show because honestly, they only showed him on TV at certain points. War games. Right. When he had to come out and say war games or any time that they had to dispute where they went to his office. The problem with what usually was happening on Raw and SmackDown is you saw that GM like five times during a show. On NXT, you saw Regal maybe twice. Yeah. And that was it. And that was only during some shows. Some shows you right. didn't see him at all. Some you didn't some even you heard, see some his... Some you heard a commentator say, well, be a, you know... Right. General Manager Regal, whatever. I think with his knowledge of what worked and didn't work in NXT... If you want to use him as an on-air GM role, he would be the perfect fit. If you're willing to jump over that line and have somebody in that position, Regal's the perfect guy for that. I agree. Uh, but back to the Arnold, back to New Ohio, New Ohio Wrestling. Uh, but again, come on down, do wrestle fit. Uh, like I said, it's it's for anybody. You can get in a wrestling ring and, and not have to have it any of the physicality that these wrestlers have to go through. If you watch the last ride, a lot of what Taker did to get conditioned for the ring is a lot of what you do uh, in this WrestleFit program. And frankly, at this stage, if Taker can do it, you probably can too. Uh, so come on down. Uh, my better half says, don't get me started on the downtown traffic either. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Peter was having trouble with the downtown traffic. She gets Every time we got to go downtown, she gets a case of the grumps. She gets a case of the grumpy gills. She grows a couple of gills, and they're both named grumpy. 
because every time we go downtown, she just does not do very well with it. Uh, what did you guys think of the traffic situation? How was that for you guys? I didn't think it was too bad. Um, leaving on Saturday and then leaving on Sunday were interesting. But getting there was – I'd never had a problem. Well, I felt so bad Sunday because they were ushering us out. Like, if you're going, you got to go. Because you guys had said, especially McCarthy, he was like, you stay there. We'll, you know, we'll, and I was like, well, they're telling me I got to go, so uh, McCarthy's going to be pissed at me or whatever. Because uh, they were they – were, there were some – God bless them. They're hardworking guys, but they were some rude mother lovers uh, in terms of, you know, why are you here? What are you doing? Because it's loading day. You know, we're, we're, getting the, we're getting the hell out of here. So, McCarthy, if you're wondering why I tugged, tell, and ran, it wasn't because I was trying to be a jerk. Good talk. I mean, it's fine. Debbie was there guarding the stuff. It's fine. Yeah. I think, honestly. I didn't even see Debbie. Where were you guys? Like, like. Um, I, went, I don't know where Debbie was. Because I went, because I, when I left, I went over, instead of heading right to the docks, I went to the impact gut check. I was just going to stand around, get a look at it, and if I could possibly network, you know, if somebody was free to network with, nobody was. But I was going to try to do that real quick. And then when I when I decided to abort mission and that it's it's hot I'm sweaty it's been long three days, uh, <laughs> I didn't see Debbie one one iota of a bit, uh, and and so I don't know where Debbie was I don't know where you guys were it was just like all right I'm out of here. Um, yeah, it was an interesting it was an interesting way that they were loading people in because they had you stay they had you pull into a line out by the loading docks and then wait your turn to be called up to pull into the loading docks to park to get your stuff. It was so which, weird. Which, in theory, is totally fine. Yeah, it was It was a smooth... It was a, In theory, it was a smooth system idea. The, the problem is they should have hired a policeman to tell people which way to go because there were quite a few people that arrived at the queue area as he referred it to and said, nah, screw you. I'm going right up in here. And they did. How many people came right in off that road? At at least three to four cars came right in. Dude said, go back there. And they said, nah, F you buddy. I'm just going right in here. (laughs) They're like, are you serious right now? Yeah, that happened quite a bit. Directions. This is why the pandemic lasted so long because Americans can't, Follow directions. That includes you, McCarthy. Simple directions. We did fine. Simple directions. That includes you, McCarthy. Hello. I I follow directions Uh, sometimes. uh, Peyton says, uh, the amount of times I got yelled at by traffic cops was ridiculous. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. She got uh, she boy, cause she doesn't do well with confrontation. You know, she's not like Vince, who says he enjoys it. Uh, <laughs> I'm she, right there with you. I hate she, it because she's not crazy like Vince is. Um, so she doesn't do well with that. I felt so bad. Uh, the the first the dropping off the first actual day of the Arnold was hell. Because I had figured out that that the walk we were doing the first two days to set up. I was like, that's too long for me, Scooter. I was like, that's too long for me. Because I'm this odd brand of handicap. Uh, and what that means, folks, is this. 
I'm, I'm not handicapped enough to where I feel right and proper being in a wheelchair because I know I can do it. And I'm, I'm not well enough that I can walk a huge long distance either. Yeah, I'm, I'm Mr. In-Between. You know what they say about Mr. In-Between, don't you? Don't mess with Mr. In-Between. Uh, and so that, so like, I felt so weird because like, I wanted to be like, guys, we got to stop parking there uh, because I'm dying making that because we were walking, we were getting dropped. It was like D exhibit hall D or whatever, or C maybe all the way to a. And I'm like, <sighs> and my legs were so shot. Uh, that's why the first time when Debbie was like, do you want to go network? She was stunned when I said, no, mm-hmm. my legs hurt. Yeah. At the time when she asked me, it was simple. My legs hurt. Sorry, Daddy. You go network. Uh, and so that's why, if you noticed, my strong point of networking came, especially the the uh, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because uh, we got a we got a shorter distance, and so I can do a little bit more. I, it was, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. That, that the last time I made that walk from the. The door in to all the way to exhibit all A. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know. Don't know. It was tough. How about some of the shows, though? Like, <laughs> there were some pretty good shows. Fan- pretty thought, incredible shows, I honestly. I thought James Avery's open challenge was fantastic each time. That was a lot of fun. He's so good at what he does. <laughs> uh, the fact that we got to say crispity, crunchy, <laughs> Peanut Butter Butterfinger Championship. Fantastic. Yeah, for the Savage Gentleman. God bless the Savage Gentleman, because that was awesome. Uh, how about Ripper, Ripper Blackheart with the uh, shoe? Who's, who uses a shoe, honestly? He used it all weekend at least four or five times. <laughs> he used it five times, I'm pretty sure. Uh, he, um, how was doing an interview, or not interview, but doing commentary with Crosshairs Kelly. That was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, what are we going to do? Say no to Crosshairs Kelly? He's a I, that's what I put on Facebook. We are not saying no to Crosshairs Kelly. I don't want to deal with that. He's a big he's a big 6'3", huge, big son of a bitch. Uh, so, of course, we're not going to say no. But that, was a, that was a thrill. Um, and then he dastardly jumped right in the match and left the table. and Smacked. Smack some people. Yeah. Uh, and you know the most important thing, as quickly as he left the table... He was protective of the equipment. Yes, he actually. <laughs> he was very. He did a very good job of being cautious of the equipment around him. And so, thank you, Crosshairs Kelly, because it's very expensive. Yeah, um, we did. We did almost lose the tripod. That was the interesting part. Look, let me promise you something, boys. <laughs> We're gonna lose the tripod. We will if we keep doing this. We will. Look, look, and, look. And I'm gonna be like Chris Farley, and he's gonna be David Spade because he's gonna be so upset that he lost his equipment. And I'm gonna go. That was awesome. It's, look, as long as it stays tripods. Tripods are cheap, not my expensive things. Expensive. That was. Uh, yeah, which great. honestly is, was exactly how we were because you and I were like, that was great. McCarthy's over having a heart attack because we he was like this close from the roadcaster, which was our uh, audio equipment. Look, I'm fine. I'm fine if someone's head bounces off the roadcaster. No, no, we are not fine. None of us should be fine in that situation. I, look, I mean, if Onyx wanted to assist, I would have taken a roadcaster and yeah. smacked it over somebody's back. McCarthy, let me tell you what. I love chance. you, bud. I love you, and overall, overall, I try to be a decent individual. But at a wrestling event, if, if Onyx goes, give me that roadcaster, you're going to see me go turncoat on you so quick because I'll look. give him that roadcaster and boom. Look. 
And look, look as mad as you'll be in the car perfect. when you're chain smoking, you'll go, that was pretty cool, though. <laughs> That's how it's going to go. So, He's a, uh, a the professional. He wouldn't do that. Hats off to Donnie Hoover, Terry Hoover, for uh, giving us the op- opportunity and, and the chance to just came hang out all week. And Absolutely. hats off to Onyx. Hats off to James Avery. Hats off to the Ohio Pro Wrestling Academy. Uh, Austin Blaze. Uh, just hats off to Shauna Reed, Cody Hawk. Thanks for being so cool to all of us because we, we networked with all of you. And uh, a lot of them will be on the show. I know we're in discussions with Eric Smalls about getting mm-hmm. him on in a, in a pre-recorded interview. James Hickey wants to be on the show James, as well. James, the Baker wants to be on. I know uh, Theo Strom, uh, my high school classmate, wants to come on. Very cool. Uh, I to, I definitely want to say thank you to all the wrestlers over there for sure. They they treated they, us like gold. They absolutely treated us very very well. You know we were the the we were kind of coming in a little bit on the territory and you know and they didn't care and they they treated us with such uh, respect. So thank you very much for treating us like family. Basically, again, like he said to Donnie and Terry for letting us have some fun and also film their commercial and. Um, I definitely want to say thank you to Superman Onyx for letting me get in there and doing the wrestle fit and helping, you know, in a way helping me, in a way helping them, you know, figure out where the line really is for them in terms of that program and kind of marketing it for people that are in this, you know, do have a disability or in wheelchairs and such like that. So that was really cool, really cool moment for me um, because I do, you know, you said that I inspired you. I, and I I appreciate that because that's what I want to do, that's, and so that that was a really cool moment for me. And you know, I, I know we've said that we're making a commercial for them for the WrestleFit. I, I'm going to sit here and tell you right now, has nothing to do with what I'm saying about the WrestleFit program. Yeah. Has nothing to do with that. Well, I you can look at me in the eye right now, and I will tell you without a cer- shred of a doubt. I loved everything I got to do with that WrestleFit program. Doesn't matter if they were paying us or not. Yeah. It- it was uh, it was an incredible opportunity. Uh, well, like I said, you did inspire me because I literally went online. I filled out the application for next for next one. I, I mean, I've put it down. I plan to be there unless something comes up. And so I, I was like, well, if Napper can get in there and do it, because the re- truly the reason that because you, you had already inspired me when you said you were going to do it, but I showed up in a suit all three days, and I'm like, you know how I dress clothes. I don't know if you had the same thing, but with CP for me, when I put on dress clothes, it makes it even harder for me to get around. Yeah, it does. I get around. With like a yeah, pushing a chair is. Hard. It makes it makes it so much harder for me to get around. Everything feels bigger and clunkier. Where you see, I walk way better in these tennis shoes and hoodie because it's what I'm comfortable and it's loose and it's stretchy. So I was like, "There's just no way that I could." I'm sure I could have, but it would have been ten times harder to get me in the ring in that the dress clothes that I was in when it was hella hard Thursday. Mm-hmm. Well, you shirt. yeah, you were wearing suit with me. Yeah, dress uh, shoes, dress shirt, you know, dress pants. I did, I couldn't wear the dress pants even because I wear I wear leg braces, and so to do that in you know dress pants difficult because then my brace doesn't move as much, mm-hmm. so I don't have as much flexibility. But yeah, that was very interesting. Buddy, I'll be honest, you inspired me too. Thank you. When we went to do that. I had no plans of doing any wrestle fit. I was all I was business, business, business. I didn't do a lot of networking Friday. My my 
Saturday was my day to shine to network. And I'll be honest, like everybody that every wrestler that we walked up and talked to was cool as hell. Cool as hell. Outside of the ring area, in the ring area, they were so receptive of what we were trying to do. They interacted with our cameras. Told them our story. They were like, dude, that's really cool. And, you know, took our business cards without even thinking twice. I mean, and even even Jordan Grace took my business, took our business card without even thinking twice. And, and I believe Logan got the, the good, good Brothers to yeah, take mm-hmm. brothers took our, our one of our business cards. So, uh, I mean, whether they contact that like, us or not, that's they, they, cool. Uh, it's just it shows where professionalism and professional wrestling has gone. Yeah, for sure. Like 10, 15 years ago, they would have laughed at us. Maybe not the guys we were filming, but the stars. And I got a guy. I got a guy. They would have just blown us off. And they may still blow us off. But they were very respectful and very like, oh, that's cool. And like like I said, whether they meant it or not, it means a lot when these wrestlers that have, you know, names and people around the world know who they are, give you 25 seconds when you're trying to start up a business like that, that, that meant the world to me. And you know, it's kind of funny. You talk about, go ahead. Especially the guys that were in the show itself. They took everything we were doing seriously. They didn't like just brush us off and focus on the other camera guy. They did everything in their power. I feel that they noticed where my camera was and they responded to it in kind. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned Eric Smalls, and we are going to try to get him. We may not get him actually on the show, but we'll um, interview him and then play the interview on the show. He was part of the reason why I wanted to get in the ring. Because seeing him wrestle as many times as he did over the course of the weekend, it was like, shoot, if he can do it. Because for those who don't know who Eric Smalls is, he's a wrestler that um, has dwarfism. And so to see a guy like that, and, you know, I, I've seen a couple other wrestlers that, you know, are uh, have an, ampu- or an amputees that get in the ring. I was like, well, and we had gotten in the ring before the weekend actually started. We got in the ring on, on what, Thursday? So, uh, I mean. PG Rodriguez for letting that happen. <laughs> absolutely. And I think he actually just added me on Facebook. So very cool. Um so we'd already gotten the ring, and that was that was cool enough. But uh, seeing him in the ring so many times, and I'll, I'll be glad to tell him tell him this whenever we interview him. But seeing him in the ring so many times, and somebody you know, dwarfism is a physical disability in, in a sense, um, or it, you know, not even a sense. But I'm rambling on here. But okay. seeing seeing him getting in the ring is like, well, crap. I can if he can do that. I'm sure that I can do that as well. So you know, it'd be cool to kind of get in there and see. And Onyx is, you know, whenever we went to go see them at their training center, he's like, you know, I'll find a way to get you guys in here. He found a way. Mm-hmm. And so that that was really cool to kind of, and, and, you know, like to go back to the uh, the professionalism, like after I did that, I don't think there was in, wasn't one single wrestler that came over and like fist bumped me, shook my hand, something like that. Like to to get respect from them even was a big moment for me. And I, I'm glad you said that because a lot of people don't understand the brotherhood that is involved in wrestling. Like, especially when you're learning or you're doing something new, it's like Onyx goes out of his way to make you feel comfortable. 
And I know it's that way at the now training center too. And it's that way in ASWA. There's, there's a reason why we've seen a few of these same guys at ASWA shows and now at now shows because they're professionals. Mm -hmm. I don't see Donnie Hoover and James Avery bringing in unprofessional people. I think I told you a story once off the air. I'm not going to share it on the air about someone that I used to wrestle with that James Avery is not a fan of. And there are multiple reasons why, but we'll save that for off air. Absolutely. Uh, but no, we intend to, we we are hopeful, very hopeful uh, to do more with new Ohio wrestling. And it, and it isn't about the money. It's about, again, that I don't know about you guys. But I walked, well, you know, when I sit down and I, I reflected on the weekend, of course, Sunday night and Monday. When we were dead to you? Yeah. yeah that's why you didn't hear shit from me, did you? Uh, you didn't hear a damn thing for a long, like, the rundown, that was it. I thought maybe you were dead. Yeah, like, uh, it was, uh, I told you. Man, I'm a word. But I, I spent a lot of time reflecting on it, and I thought, as far as realistic expectations go, like, yeah, it would have been great to walk out with a job with an impact or whatever. That's not realistic expectations. But as far as realistic expectations go, the weekend could not have gone better. Could not have gone better. We networked. We, we, I feel like we made a positive impression on, on the talent. I think that shows by the, the growing of our Snapmare Productions page. I think that shows by the, the messages we've gotten to, hey, I want to come on. And uh, these people, we want them to come on. And we'll give them the whole show. I'll give them three hours. I don't care. Because some weeks this show is more about entertainment where we want to entertain you. We always do, period. But then other weeks it's about this person's really cool, let's share their story. And that's that's what it's all about. Um, the connections, because we all three love this business because we're morons. And so for New Ohio Wrestling and the ASWA to give us a chance to be involved in it, um, I can't put into words, and I think I can speak for both these men, I can't put into words what it means to us. Because uh, we love it. And I think especially that rings true for you and me. Because there are a lot of people, like you and me, eh, they, it's just a, a con cons consistent day of just misery. Yeah, it's there's a difficulty to it. So to be able to put this on a spotlight, be like, you can have... Have this, you know, be in that chair and still do this stuff, yeah. like all this, it can get better. And I, that's the biggest thing I've taken away from this weekend. And it, like, like you said, it, it felt good. Be, no matter what happens out of this, it felt good because of, you know, we felt like we made an impression. We felt like we made a difference. I, and I'm sure, and I know that I think. I think it definitely for you and I, but probably for McCarthy too. This weekend told us, told me anyway, that we're on the right path. That made me feel like, yeah, this is what I should be doing, at least on some level. I, I still have my other interest. You have your other interest, like NASCAR. I have my other interest, like baseball. We still do the red flag. But this, we have to keep chipping away at this wrestling business because I, you know, I don't know how far we'll go, but we can't find out how far we'll go if we don't keep chipping at it. And I got to tell you, uh, the first day, about midway through, I thought, maybe this is too big for us. I don't know. I was a little tired, a little fatigued. We had a little, I, I don't know why I felt that way, but I was like, maybe this was too much too soon because it was our first production kind of by ourselves, really. And then by the end of the weekend, I went, this is where we're supposed to be. 
I because I, I this is what we're supposed to do. Like I'm already like let's do next year. But but that first about midway through the first day, I found myself going. Maybe we should have started with a smaller show one day, a few hours, and then I went. No, this is by by Sunday. Walking away, I was like, this is going to be incredible. I just feel like we're going to go further than we ever think possible. And I don't know if we'll go to the big leagues. I have no idea on that. But I think we can make money, which is great. And I think we can endear ourselves. And, and I think we're going to gain some friendships for life, just as I've gained friendships with life with you and McCarthy, because I don't care about mental, my mental health. And you don't either. Um, nope. And, and, and I, Debbie, too. And Debbie, too, absolutely. I'm not leaving out Debbie at all. I love Lady Payne. Did did a whole season with her. I'm a big fan of her. The only reason that she got kind of forgotten about this conversation is because I'm not staring at her, not doing a show with her. Uh, no, she's been instrumental in making all this happen, especially with the ASWA. Without her, we're not doing it. Um, right. And uh, I can't thank everybody enough for giving us the opportunity and, and uh, just for all the bad things you hear about the wrestling business, and I'm sure we'll experience a few of those. But so far, we we haven't. Nope. So far, it's been nothing but good. Uh, McCarthy, any final thoughts on the the weekend before we move on to? We're just going to scatter it out here. Just stuff bit. that makes us want to rip our hair out. Yeah. I mean, just pat on the back to you two and Debbie. I mean, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I'm gonna. I think we did Dude, a great job. I think we have a chance to slowly but surely lock down this town and lock down this state as far as production goes for independent pro wrestling because there was a thought it wasn't friday it wasn't saturday it wasn't sunday there was a thought that did go through my head like logan's are we going to be able to pull this off this is a big deal yeah i did think that we could but i mean as a first production and i mean production on a budget guys like a big budget, like a big small budget. I mean, like yeah, a very yeah, small budget. Yeah, like, like, like this, a- and I think that endeared us to the wrestlers and Donnie Hoover and Terry Hoover and James Avery. What were what we were able to do with what we had available was a testament to how not only how seriously we take this, but how good we are. Don't ever forget that, no matter how big a show is. We're good at this. I still how, think you're all crazy for one involved. Did we do with Adam Dell to get ready for stuff like this? Uh, I just I just got to get better at editing, or else you guys are going to drown. Uh, <laughs> so you'll probably drown. Uh, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Uh, the only time limit is on the commercials, so. You can always practice on the shows themselves. Yeah, go ahead. Have fun. Time limit on those. <laughs> no, uh, for a long while, if I'm going to come at it, I'm going to come at it with some an eye over my shoulder because that's how – because you don't – and really it's Cody and Rondell's fault because they didn't let me fail at core, right? Because I was struggling then, and they were like, well, here, let me help you out. Uh, and so it's their fault, and so people think I know more than I do on the editing side. Like I, I can do the ba- really basic things. But the tedious editing projects, that's not mine. And so uh, I got a lot to learn there. And, hey, I, if I'm not mistaken, you're in it. You both are technically teachers here. You're Don't you put that voodoo on us. You're, you're instructor assistant, right? Isn't that what you guys do here? 
20 at least, right? Right? So, so we'll make a little... McCarthy help! McCarthy help! So we'll make a little time and we'll do me a teach. Because that's what you do. I ain't getting paid for that. We're friends. That's Which means my bullshit is your bullshit. That's is that how that works? Oh, one more thing. One oh, more gosh. Thing, yeah. We're talking about bullshit. Um, <laughs> how in the hell do we both have people we went to high school with on that show over the weekend? Like, how does that work? Small world, man. Like, yeah, that, that, that is a fine example to our listeners about how small school, this world is. In high school, Theo Strong and I never talked wrestling. I never knew he was a fan. He never knew I was a fan. Because we, we talked in between one of the shows. And he was like, whoa, dude, I never knew you liked wrestling so much. I never knew you liked wrestling so much. Why didn't we talk it on there? I don't know, man. <laughs> we <laughs> had no Same idea. thing. I mean, me and Eric knew each other, and we knew we liked wrestling. We just hung out with different people. Which is really weird because we were wrestling fanatics. I still am, but like high school, we were pretty stupid with it too. And it's like, just never hung out. It's weird. Well, because Theo and I, because I don't know if he wants his real name dropped, so I'm gonna, we're going to kayfabe it. Theo and I went to Eastern Career Center. It's over here off Hamilton Road, if you know where that's at. Uh, and we were in the same lab. We both, took, we both left our primary high schools and transferred to Eastland and took interactive media which is a lot of editing, a lot of those things, a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, because that was the closest thing they had to, to a broadcasting program, and I wanted out of Groveport, uh, which is where I went to high school as far as my primary high school goes. So we went to Eastern Career Center, so he was in interactive media, I was in interactive media, which was a lot of editing with Premiere and things like that, so yes, I've sucked at that this long. Um, I'm better at it now because I'm more, I'm more open to it, where I, in high school I would get overwhelmed by it and be like, kind of shut down. Where now it's like, now I'm more open to being taught, if that makes sense. Like, I thought I was then, but I'm saying you look back and you go, well, I should have been more, a little open to this, put in a little extra time. So that's what we did. We did, you know, editing and, and premiere and making movies and projects like that. You know, all the, all the behind-the-scenes stuff in the media business. And so that's what he did, and that's what I did. We were both in the same lab. We saw each other on, on some level. We were in the same classroom for three hours a day for two years. We never, ever discussed pro wrestling. I can only remember one vivid memory with him. We were making this animation with a dog, right? Making a dog, you know the commercials where the dog's mouse moves, act like it's talking? Mm-hmm. Well, we were making it, and, and that's a, if you've ever done anything like that, you got, and you guys probably have, it's a tedious, tedious process. It's really hard to do even for 30 seconds, right? It's really tedious. I sucked at it. I was the drizzling shits. And I remember we were we were taking a break, brainstorming something. I remember I remember Theo just goes, Logan, what is going on with your dog?" I was like, "I don't know. I suck at this, man." Because uh, I because I was the worst at it. So yeah, that's the only vivid memory I kind of have of him and I interacting in in high school. There were others. It's not like we shunned each other, but we just were like like McCarthy and Eric, kind of different social circles. Circles. Um, so yeah, that's really weird how it worked. And then we both found ourselves going, "Man, what are you doing here? What are you doing here?" And so hopefully he'll be on the show, and uh, maybe I'll bring my interactive media polo for old time's sake. Uh, who knows? Uh, so, yeah, funny how it works. Funny how it works. Life is short, people. And you also never know what the future holds. Because if, if you told me 10 years ago, because we were both in interactive media 10 years ago at this time, you know, junior and senior year of high school, 
that we would be working the Arnold Classic together in any form, shape, or fashion in pro wrestling. I just said, you're so full of shit, it's ridiculous. Oh, life is weird, man. All right, so we're running short on time, so we're just going to jump some things. McCarthy, do you think Vince is going to be added to the Pat McAfee theory match? I mean, as like a... Enforcer, maybe a handicap match, special guest referee... I think he'll just come out with Austin Theory. So we're going to hear no chance and see a big-ass big power walk down that ramp. Oh, for sure. All come right, cool. I hope it's a handicap match, uh, but we'll see what happens. Johnny Knoxville uh, helped Ricochet defeat Sami Zayn to win the Intercontinental Championship. Is this finally the time that Ricochet gets a push, even though he shouldn't, because I don't think he's got charisma? Uh, Napper, what are your thoughts? I don't think so. I think it was just a way to get the belt off Sammy so we didn't have riots in the streets if Johnny Knoxville somehow won the Intercontinental title. Because he's going to go over Sammy's in my view. Probably. We'll probably. But we'll make predictions in a few weeks. All right. Um, McCarthy, thoughts on the Stone Cold thing? Uh, is it going to be a match? Is it going to be a fight? Is it going to be a segment? Because Stone Cold's – did you watch Stone Cold's promo response? No, I didn't get home till like 5.30, okay. bro. Well, then never mind. Uh, he said he, he could be, he said call it a brawl, call it the KO show, call it a fight, call it a match. All he knows is that he's going to open up one last can of whoop ass. Ha he rhymed things, yeah. Uh, so any well, thoughts on that? Segment. We... We're going to get some stunners from Stone Cold Steve Austin and some beer drank, and it's going to be like old times. Circa uh, 2002, three. Napper and I were talking. Maybe they should do an unsanctioned match. That way, uh, that way, Shawn Michaels, Booker T, and maybe the Undertaker can get involved and save Austin a lot of hassle. You know, or you, we should just not have a match at all. It's why? Cool. But we're already there. Because Stone Cold Steve Austin is broken as hell. That's why. So is Jericho. Show his thing. <laughs> wow, Jericho's not even close to broken for one. He's never been seriously injured, and I uh, take personal umbrage, umbrage in the insinuation that Jericho's you could do broken. It, you, could do, you could do an unsanctioned match, and then at some point when Kevin Owens gets the upper hand, the American badass Undertaker could come out and help out because it's about Texas, damn it. Have a, have a four-person gauntlet match. He has to go through JBL, Booker T, and Shawn Michaels. There you go. And if he wins all those matches, he gets a match with Steve Austin. And, on night two and, Steve and Austin kills Kevin him. Owens is like this and yeah. stun, gets stunned and boom. We'll see what happens. Uh, what do you think of the Mania card so far, McCarthy? Yeah. It's pool. Pool. I was trying to be nice, but yeah. It is pool. Cool. Well, it doesn't feel just, like what? a WrestleMania. It just doesn't. It doesn't feel overstuffed. It, there's not 13 storylines converging on this, well, one weekend now. It just, it's, it's weird, man. Like, WrestleMania in the pandemic felt more like WrestleMania than this year's WrestleMania, and that's wrong, okay? We all loved pandemic wrestling mostly, but damn it, what is going on? Why? Why are we doing it this way? I don't understand. Like, the biggest storyline right now is freaking, other than the storyline that's been the biggest storyline as far as WWE writers are concerned for the past three years and Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, yep. the other one is 
freaking Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville. Thank God Ricochet won the championship. So actually, it's probably not even that. It should be Edge and AJ. It should be, but that's just getting started. That's... Wait till we hear the Jackass theme in Dallas, Texas for oh my God. 100,000 people. That's going to be kind of cool. Yeah. All right. Just having fun here. Jeez. If it's going to be stupid, I might as well ride with it. That's fair. Might as well. Fair. Or else I'm going to hate it. Not like we can change anything about it. Yeah. So I have to find things to enjoy or else Logan's an unhappy boy. I found something you can enjoy. What's that? It's time. It's time. It's Vader time. That's right. Finally, Vader, Big Van Vader, is going into the Hall of Fame, and it's long, long overdue, but damn it, finally. Uh, Mr. Napper, thoughts on this? It's time. I hate to keep saying that, but it's freaking time. It's long past time. It is is long overdue. Um, That being said, to all the people that are like, oh, I wish they would have done that when he was still alive. I, I hate those comments. Better late than never? It, it's better late than never, and honestly, nobody could have known what was going to happen. Like, yes, we all know Vader was in a bad way, but even if they had done it, a, a you know, the year he died or whatever, you could have never known he was going to pass away at that certain point unless you were keeping a track on him 24-7. So I always hate the comments. They're like, well, I wish it could have happened when he was dead, when he was alive. Um, Just be thankful that it's actually happening. <laughs> so it's going to be fun. I'll be excited. Have they announced who's going to induct him? Not yet. I didn't think so. Who do you think it should be? It's going to be the guy from Boy Meets World. Ah! He was on Boy Meets World. Vader was. I, know. I think it should be the interviewer that he really, really beat up in, what was it, Mexico? <laughs> uh, frankly, if I'm going to go Vader, Mick Foley comes to mind. They had a great I, feud in WCW. As a matter of fact, uh, that's, it, was, uh, it was in a match with Vader in Germany where Mick lost that year. That comes to mind. Uh, other options, Jim Cornette brought him into the company, uh, close with Leon White and... Don't say it can't happen because he did the Rock and Roll Express a few years ago. Uh, beyond that, there's not many. Uh, not many that are still living, unfortunately. Maybe Kane because they had a they had a decent feud for a while. Uh, but yeah, I I would say it's either it either has to be Mick or Cornette. Uh, I'm fine with either one uh, because both Same. are great. Both are great in their own way, McCarthy. Uh, what about you, McCarthy? What do you think? Vader going in the hall. Who should induct him? I mean, I'm with Connie with you with Mick Foley. I mean, one of my, not even the ear match, but the, the match when Foley told him to just beat the hell out of him. And you can hear Mick Foley's nose breaking mm-hmm. under the power of Vader. That one match, you don't even have to watch the hell in a cell with Undertaker to know what Mick Foley's about. If you've never watched a Mick Foley match, which if you like wrestling and you've never done that, you're either like seven or have been stuck under a rock for a while. But the the sound of his nose crunching, I still hear it sometimes when I talk about this match. And that was one of the first times I really sat down and paid attention to how things are done in the ring. As far as why they're doing what they're doing, oh my God, why is McFoley so damn tough? That kind of thing. It's great that Vader's getting inducted, 
And I am definitely not one of those, oh, well, you should have done it when he was alive. I can think of a lot of guys. Exactly for what Travis said. You never know. Like, so another good example, Macho Man's a great example. Mm -hmm. He got inducted after he died. No one knew he was going to have that accident. You know damn well Vince was eventually going to put him in. It's just about when to put him in. Yeah, it's a, it's a timing issue. And- it, might, it, it might be like a show and not have a physical place as far as where we can all go. Oh, it's coming. Like any time of year. Yeah, it is at some point, just I, not right I now. I can't wait because I'll go the first, within the first two or three months. It's over. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'll save up. I think we all should. Yeah, but like, when, you, when you say that, it's almost like, well, why didn't they, you know, you could say that about anybody. Like, Bruno San Martino. Oh man, too bad it didn't happen when he was alive. I could see people I on the internet that saying that. It did. It did, did happen it? when he was alive. Yeah, Bruno. I'm sorry. Good. Yeah, Bruno was good. My bad. Bruno he. I think alive. he died the year after. That's why. No, was Bruno was not so alive. I know that for a fact. When the hell did Bruno die? I'm pretty sure he died the year after he got inducted. I could be wrong. Bruno San Martino. It's sad that it's sad. It's truly sad. Hey, that Bruno Mars. Uh, he died in 2018. It's truly sad that Bruno Mars is the first Bruno. That that's uh, egregious. That is sacrilegious. How dare um, they? I love you guys. Great show. Great time over the weekend. Oh geez. I, I gotta go be a dad. So. Okay, buddy. Oh, for crying out loud. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye buddy. All right. Uh, RK Bro defeated Auto Academy and, and Kevin Owens said Rollins to become champs again, but why? <sighs> now I need it, I just don't understand the point. Uh, the Miz targeted insults at his hometown crowd. That's the best we could do for Lawler. What was the point of that whole segment? That whole segment. Did you see that segment? Yeah, I did. I completely so was. Pointless. I was very confused. I was. Why? Why? Give Lawler a role in the match, like special guest referee or something. Maybe. Unless that's what it's leading to, but even still, the it entire premise a, of the segment was... It was so... And it ended so randomly. Yeah. I think something must have went off, went off there. Something yeah. that didn't go to... Something that hopefully Vince had a fit over, because it just looked like... Just felt so random and pointless. Uh, finally, Edge embraced the darkness ahead of WrestleMania. What would you think of this? Beautiful. Chef's kiss. Beautiful chef's kiss. Yeah. I Absolutely. Um, <laughs> this is what I was looking for. But this is this is exactly what I was hoping for with this feud. Keep AJ off. Thank God they didn't bring AJ back. And they can't. I would give it two more weeks. I would too. And even, that, like, I, I think I said this last week. The best thing they can do is keep AJ off TV. Except... For bringing him in via satellite. That's it. And the only, like, you could even do it this way. You bring him in via satellite. He says, I'm not sure if I'm going to make it because I've got this neck contusion. Because they put it out there. He's got, he's suffering from a serious neck contusion. Contusion. Um, I should not see AJ Styles in an actual WWE ring. For like you said, at least two, maybe three more weeks. Maybe all the way to WrestleMania. And that's where I was going to go with this: is 
in let you should almost not even put him in a WWE ring until WrestleMania. Have him show up via satellite for the next four or five weeks, however many more weeks we got to Mania, and then Edge comes out looking for his opponent. Nothing. Lights go out, and just like whenever he debuted at the Rumble, that screen pops up. the The music hits. And the I Am Phenomenal slowly pops up. That place goes nuts. Amen. And you're talking about a match of the year candidate. Yeah. Match of the year candidate. And that's just the entrance. Wait till you get to the match. Wait till you get to the actual damn match. This is the match I'm most looking forward to right now. Same here, dude. Same uh, here. I'm most looking forward to right now. That's it. We'll see what happens. <laughs> with with that, we're about out of time. Napper, any final words? Um... I am excited to see where, I guess, the rest of this Mania card goes. Hopefully they have some more things that kind of, I guess, drum up up more interest, make us more salivating for this Mania thing. I'm still kind of curious what this whole Cody Rhodes thing is about, if it's even still true. Is he going to Ring of Honor with AEW? That's the question. Because here's the funny thing. Over the course of the week, I saw reports that he was on internal documents for for WrestleMania. Yeah, just like Vince and Pat were. Yeah, and then... I saw like a day or two later, he's off the internal documents. So who knows if Cody Rhodes is going to show up? Cool. If he's not, cool. We'll live. We'll live. It'll be fine. Be curious, see where it goes. If he does, it almost makes it more interesting. Yes, it does. Uh, uh, so you've you've heard my thoughts on the Ring of Honor thing. He uh, might at be the, the new lead booker. Who knows? That's the other thing. I I'm glad you brought that up because I'll I'll try to run through this quick. That's the other thing I have an issue with. You're going to be the lead booker. For AEW and Ring of Honor, you don't have the time, sir. You don't have the time, and plus, <laughs> everybody says, "Oh, he's not like Vince." Hmm, looking a little suspect. To be honest, I, I I hope he doesn't do that. Not because I don't think he can, but because I don't think it's necessary. That's the one critique people have of Vince: is he lead books everything. If you don't want to be like Vince. Quit acting like it. Quit acting like him. So I made Jay Roberts the lead booker. That'd be a good one. Either that or Regal, make make Regal the lead booker. Yeah. So that's my only thoughts on that. And like I said, you know, like we talked about with the Arnold, just hats off to New Ohio Wrestling for what they what they allowed us to do, gave us the opportunity to do both getting in the ring for that first time on Thursday, and then me doing Wrestle Fit and having a blast for that and showing off a little bit. So had a blast, got to do some really cool things and looking forward to seeing what that uh, relationship looks like in a year's time and so on and so forth. Amen to that. So with that, this has been To The Turnbuckle, presented by Bruiser Nation Productions and Snapmare Productions. Uh, We'll see if that that double sponsorship continues. It just might. Uh, We'll see. Uh, And then uh, this has been on Heel Turn Wrestling on Facebook. We want to thank them for always giving us a platform. Really want to per- we really appreciate that because we know that their platform is much bigger than just ours. So we really appreciate it. Thank you to everyone that commented, uh, from Frank to James to just to Peter, my better half. I like calling her Peter. That's she's my Peter. Uh, and so just everybody, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thanks to Steve as always. He's like our biggest supporter. Uh, matter of fact, he got us on heel turn wrestling. Uh, just 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 hope you know how much it means to us, man. And we'll keep you updated on uh, the next new Ohio Wrestling show and the next ASWA show. We've got to get some uh, interviews, but to start promoting that mm-hmm. bad boy. 
And so with that, uh, have a great week, everybody. Be safe during these tough times. You know, I know it's wild out there. Uh, let's let's bound together and complain about professional wrestling and let it take all our cares away. If we're, keep in mind, if, we're, if you're complaining about professional wrestling, it means you're not complaining about something else. So with that, until next time, until next week, we'll see you in the ring. Ding, ding.